Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. Your name's written down. And alongside what's been written down by your name is the one thing you've been asked to carry. So you probably should show up when it's time to move. You probably should carry that one thing God has asked you to carry when it's time to move. You should probably set that thing up when it's time to set it up. We need you here. You need to be a part of the journey because God has set you aside to carry something for him or his kingdom And he would really appreciate it if you showed up. What has God asked you to carry? You might feel like God hasn't asked you to carry anything specifically in your life so far, and that's okay. God isn't in a rush, and you shouldn't be either. Don't force something to happen that isn't supposed to happen. In today's message, Pastor James is going to encourage you that it's okay to not know God's plan for your life, but that you should also be ready for whatever it is that he has planned for you. Don't be lazy. Always seek God and be ready for when he calls your name. Now here's Pastor James in the book of Numbers chapter 4 with today's edition of Bread for the Broken. Verse 4, the duties of the Kohathites at the tabernacle will relate to the most sacred objects. When the camp moves, Aaron and his sons must enter the tabernacle first to take down the inner curtain and the cover of the Ark of the Covenant with it. Then they must cover the, the inner curtain with fine goatskin leather and spread over that a single piece of blue cloth. Finally, they must put the carrying poles of the Ark in place. Next, they must spread a blue cloth over the table where the bread of presence is displayed. And on the cloth, they will place the bowls, ladles, jars, pitchers, and special bread. They must spread a scarlet cloth over all of this. And finally, a covering of fine goatskin leather on top of the scarlet cloth. Then they must insert the carrying poles into the table. So here's the Lord saying, all right, we're going to move this thing, but here's how it's going to go. Layers, we're covering this thing. We're going to cover this thing. And only these guys get to do this. This is a a tremendous, tremendous responsibility. This isn't like, this isn't the sanctuary guys. This is Aaron and his son's kind of goal or role. Next, they must cover the lampstand with a blue cloth along with its lamps, lamp snuffers, trays, special jars of olive oil. And they must place, they must cover the lampstand and its accessories with fine goatskin leather and place the bundle on the carrying frame. Next, they must spread a blue cloth over the gold incense altar and cover this cloth with fine goatskin leather. Think of all the goats that have uh, contributed their lives to this. <laughs> they have lots, I'm sure. They must attach the carrying poles to the altar. They must take all the remaining furnishings of the sanctuary, wrap them up in a blue cloth, cover them with fine goatskin leather, and place them on the carrying frame. They must remove the ashes from the altar for sacrifices and cover the altar with purple cloth. All the altar utensils, the fire pans, meat forks, shovels, basins, and all the containers must be placed on the cloth, and the covering of fine goatskin leather must be spread over them. Finally, they must put all the carrying poles in place. The camp will be ready to move when Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the sacred articles. The Kohathites will come and carry these things to the next destination. 
but they must not touch the sacred objects or they will die. So these are the things from the tabernacle that the Kohathites must carry. So you imagine you're part of that clan. You're like, oh, geez, okay, here we go. Um, just don't touch anything, right? Only touch the poles. Only touch the poles, okay? But you got to cover all this stuff. You got to wrap it. You can seal it and all this good stuff. And again, going through that list, there had to be somebody who made all these things. There had to be somebody who made all these things, even down to the meat forks, right? Somebody had to construct this stuff. And it all matters to God. It all matters to him. And he, not only does, he, does it matter to him, but he wants to keep it sacred, even in the journey. Eliezer, son of Aaron, the priest, will be responsible for the oil of the lampstand, the fragrant incense, the daily grain offering, and the anointing oil. In fact, Eliezer will be responsible for the entire tabernacle and everything in it, including the sanctuary and its furnishings. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, do not let the Kohathite clans be destroyed from among the Levites. This is what you must do so they will live and not die when they approach the most sacred objects. Aaron and his sons must always go in with them and assign a specific duty or load to each person. The Kohathites must never enter the sanctuary to look at the sacred objects for even a moment or they will die. Man, you talk about a hard job, right? Like, I remember, I used to watch a show called, I don't even know what it's called. They go fishing for crabs in Alaska. What was that show? Deadly Catch? Yeah, that's it. Bing, it's right there. Um, yeah, it's like labeled like one of the most dangerous jobs on the planet and all this good stuff. I'm sure there's other ones that are more dangerous, but like that's like nothing compared to this. Like if you look at something for too long, boom, you're, you're gone. You're, you're dust. And you're like, well, that doesn't sound loving. That doesn't sound gracious. Look, they know what they're supposed to do. They get it. They serve a holy God who should be revered, respected, and if he says, do this and do it like this, even if there's a threat of losing your life or not, it, does, it shouldn't matter. You should just do what he says to do and do it how he tells you to do it. But it's communicating just like holiness, holiness. And for these guys, I mean, it might be a little bit of a stressor if you're a part of this clan. But also, it's kind of one of those cool things where it's like, that's a tremendous responsibility, I mean, I get to handle the, the sacred things. That's a tremendous responsibility. And it makes me think of like, well, the, any role of, of a teacher and leader and shepherd, you get to handle sacred things. There's a, there's a tremendous price that comes along with that. And the book of James tells us that. Oh, don't be too eager to be a teacher. <laughs> don't be too eager to, you know, to desire that thing. Oh, because you will be held accountable for more. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. So I should pay attention to these portions of Scripture. Yeah, you should. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you're, when you're handling, like, super sacred things, which I believe the Word of God is a super sacred thing, you should treat it with the utmost respect and honor. Absolutely. And these guys are like, you just do it right. And this is like, if you're, like, in this tribe and you've got this bad habit of like horsing around, you know, the other guys on your team be like, you're not coming in with us. Like, no way. <laughs> like, you know, you stay outside. Um, how old are you? Uh, you don't qualify. Get out of here. But this is like for the serious guys. Like, you go in, you handle your business, you do it right, respectfully, reverently, and then you take, you take pride in one sense, not bad pride, but like good pride in the sense of like, I get to serve the Lord in this capacity. 
This is tremendous. This is amazing. So now you get the Gershonite clan, okay? So that's the Kohathite clan, which Moses and Aaron would have been part of that clan. The Gershonite clan, the Lord says to Moses, record the names of the members of the clans, family of the Gershonites, division of the tribe of Levi, list all the men between the ages, again, 30 and 50, who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. These Gershonite clans will be responsible for general service and carrying loads. They must carry the curtains of the tabernacle, the tabernacle itself with its coverings, the outer covering of fine goatskin leather, and the curtain for the uh, tabernacle entrance. They are also to carry the curtains for the courtyard walls that surround the tabernacle and the altar, the curtain across the courtyard entrance, the ropes, and all the equipment related to their use. The Gershonites are responsible for all of these items. Aaron and his sons will direct the Gershonites regarding all their duties, whether it involves moving the equipment or doing other work. They must assign the Gershonites responsibility for the loads they are to carry. So these are the duties assigned to the Gershonite clans at the tabernacle. They will be directly responsible to Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. So these guys show up and they got a boss and his name is Ithamar and he just lines them out, all right? You guys do this, boom, 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 there you go, right? And they show up, and ideally, these guys are treating those curtains just as reverently as you're treating some of the other stuff. Now, not as reverently, because, you know, you're like, you're talking about, like, the Ark of the Covenant, and there's a difference between that and the entrance curtain, okay, to the, <laughs> to the tabernacle, but both are like, this, we have this because the Lord gave us the plans for this, and we made this, so let's treat this with dignity and respect and all that good stuff. Everybody should be taking their job seriously, okay? You represent the Lord. You're the Levites. He, he chose you as a special tribe, right? Of all, all the other 12 tribes, he chose you guys to, to serve him in this capacity. So now the Mariite clan, last, or last little one here, Record the names of the members of the clans and all the families of the Marriott. I'm just going to keep saying Marriott. It's going to turn into Marriott pretty soon. Um, And that's not, not, there's no connection there at all. Division of the tribe of Levite. List all the men between the ages of 30 and 50 who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. Their only duty at the tabernacle will be to carry loads. These are your like corn fed guys, right? These are your like your, your guys who are just like, they just know how to carry heavy stuff right? Like, there you go, guys. This is who you are. They will carry the frames of the tabernacle, the crossbars, the posts, the bases, uh, all the posts for the courtyard walls and their bases and pegs and ropes and all accessories, everything else related uh, to their use. Assign the various loads to each man by name. So these will, these are the duties of the Mariite clans at the tabernacle. They are directly responsible to Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest. So you got one guy who's overseeing what happens within the sanctuary, so to speak, and you have the other son who's responsible for what happens outside of that, whether it be the curtains or whether it be the actual structural things. But this clan is like, you guys are like, you're the heavy, heavy haulers. That's who you are, right? You got to move this, take down all these beams, do all this stuff. This is your tried and true like construction team guys. This is who they are, right? But that they know, like, this is our job. We answer to that guy. We do whatever that guy tells us to do, and we do it exactly how he tells us to. Why? Because, well, because he, he answers to God. He answers to God. So we answer to him, 
And that's cool. And he's not the only one who answers to God, but it's him plus the other guy plus their dad plus Moses. They all answer to God. So this is how God has set up the structure. And when I show up and the Lord says, take down that beam and pack it up and let's move it over here, then that's what you do. That's what you do. And again, these guys are essential to the journey. They're absolutely essential to the journey. The last part of this little section here, before we get into, well, we're not going to cover anything beyond chapter four. All right. So this last portion of verse 34, Moses. So Moses, Aaron, and the other leaders of the community listed the members of the Kohathite division by their clans and families. The list included all the men between the ages of 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service in the tabernacle. The total number came to be 2,750. So this was the total of all those from the Kohathite clans who were eligible to serve at the tabernacle. Moses and Aaron listed them just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. So for these guys, you got, little, you got more than 2,700 qualified individuals who could take on this tremendous responsibility of wrapping up you know, all the, the sacred things from within the, the tabernacle. The Gershonite division was also listed by its clans and families, and the list included all the men between 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service in the tabernacle, and the total number came to be 2,630, so a little bit less, and that's all right. So this was the total of all those from the Gershonite clans who were eligible to serve at the tabernacle. Moses and Aaron listed them just as the Lord had commanded, right? It's good. It's good stuff. Like everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. That's how you want to start off a trip. That's how you want to start off a journey. You just got rescued from Egypt. You're getting your plan together. Yeah, you've made some mistakes so far, but we've looked past that, right? We, we've, we've moved on, okay? The golden calf thing, it's in the past. We've moved on, okay? Your, your stomach aches from having to drink the water with it, you know, put into there. It's fine. Now you're fine. So let's reorganize. Let's get a game plan, Let's line out everybody so that we know what we're doing. When we got to go just two weeks up the road, we'll be fine. <laughs> everybody just does what they're supposed to do. We'll be good into our own land. Well, we know the story. This is like the everybody doing like what they're told to do. It kind of ends after this, so to speak. I mean, it's not too long into the book of Numbers where it's just like nobody's listening to God anymore. And poor Moses is feeling like, why did you pick me to do this? Like, really? Like, what did I do? What Did I do something wrong that you selected me for this? Anyways, I love Moses. It just, he's such a transparent leader. Uh, and it's very relatable in one sense. But you have the Gershonites. You guys do this. And this is how many? 22,630 of you guys. The Marite division was also listed by its clans and families. The list included all men between 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service in the tabernacle. And the total number came to be 3,200. All right? So these guys were, they were productive. All right? They were, they're winning. Okay? Of all the other little tribes, Levite clans, these guys are winning. Okay? In the be fruitful and multiply category. All right? They're 3,200. Now, that doesn't mean that they had more. That's just they had more who were qualified. All right? So just so we understand that, that doesn't mean there's 3,200 men within that clan that were from 30 to 50 years old. That's how many were qualified. There could have been a lot more. Obviously, it wasn't any less. 
There could have been a lot more. And the same is true for, for the other clans. Could have been a whole lot more. They just weren't qualified. We don't know. So you got these guys. They've been counted. We know the numbers. It says this was the total from all those of the Marite clan who were eligible for service. Moses, Aaron listed them just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. So Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of Israel listed all the Levites by their clans and families, all the men between 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service. Again, just repeated once more, eligible for service in the tabernacle and for its transportation numbered 8,580. So that's how many dudes you're going to have to move this tabernacle from here to there. And many hands make light work, okay? And so you've got 8,000 times two, that many hands to do this work. And that's what it takes. And it's not, obviously, it's not all these guys are going to be working at the same time or anything like that. But that's how many qualified individuals within that age range were available for service. 8,580 of these guys. So their names were recorded as the Lord had commanded through Moses. Each man was assigned his task and told what to carry. I love it, right? It's not just like, okay, yeah, you, you pass the test. Welcome to the team. What do I do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's just like 8,000 of us. We'll probably figure it out, right? Yeah, that's the worst idea, okay? That's the worst idea. No, it's like, oh yeah, you're part of the team, and your one job, you get to carry this one thing. That's what you do. Just that one thing. Yeah, you carry that. All the time, when we move. And when we set it up, you take your one thing that you're carrying, and you help set that up. And when it's time to move, you take that one thing. You're going to get to know this one thing really well. Because you're going on a 38-year journey, technically 40 years, but from Egypt to there. Yeah, you're going to know this thing really well. But that's your one thing. You're responsible for that one thing. Or, yeah, you know, your name's written down too. Your name's written down. And alongside what's been written down by your name is the one thing you've been asked to carry. So you probably should show up when it's time to move. You probably should carry that one thing God has asked you to carry when it's time to move. You should probably set that thing up when it's time to set it up. We need you here. You need to be a part of the journey. Because God has set you aside to carry something for him, for his kingdom. And he would really appreciate it if you showed up to carry the one thing he's asked you to carry. Because it takes all of us. It takes all of us. Praise God we're not on a 38-year journey through the wilderness with a bunch of whiners and complainers, although sometimes I'd fit right in, if I'm honest. But we carry about within our bodies the temple, as Paul would say to the church of Corinth, Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. So you probably should show up and carry what he's asked you to carry daily. What was that one thing he asked us to carry or he invited us to carry? Oh, it's the cross. Oh. Well, we don't like that. That's not positive. That's not a, no, that, yeah, that's death. That's death. Yeah. And my buddy Jamie talked about that January 1st when he was here. And he used that illustration of the, the chicken and the pig, right? The chicken could give out eggs all day long. You know, somebody wants bacon, the pig's got to give its life. 
got to give its life. And it was a brilliant little illustration he used. Yeah, death, death to self. Come and follow me. That's a grand invitation for all of us. Come and follow me. But what? Take up your cross. Whoa. That means I got, that's a death instrument. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still invited to follow him. And yeah, you got to die to yourself daily. And so maybe the one thing, now I'm not I'm transitioning from, you have a spiritual gift and all that good stuff that I think that he has given to you and talent and all that that he's asking and wanting you to use for sure. But when it's time to follow him, what he's asking us to take up is, is the cross. There's this beautiful thing though, anytime we talk about that, that I want to remind everybody of. He understands how difficult it is. Okay. What he asks, he understands how difficult that is. And he would never ask anything of us that he himself didn't do. But alongside this invitation to follow him, he also says, hey, are you tired? Are you weary? Come to me. Take my yoke upon you. I'll give you rest. Right? This beautiful, like, you got two great invitations in one sense, like one's for discipleship and that, and I believe the taking up your cross and all that. But there's this, this other beautiful, gentle invitation to like, I know you're tired. So just come with me. So, well, yeah, yoke up with me. You, yeah, carry that cross, but come with me. Let me do the heavy lifting for you. But I don't want you to lose that cross thing because you're my disciple. So you got to take that with you. But let's go together. Let's just go together. Jesus always asks us to go on the journey with him. Not for him, with him. Never ahead of him. With him. You've been asked to carry something. As a Christ follower, you've been asked to carry something. And it's your cross. It's your cross. Take that thing up daily. But as you're taking that thing up, be like, Lord, I need you. I need you. So can I yoke up with you? I'll carry this thing. Can I yoke up with you? Because I can't do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. He says, let's go. Let's go. So these guys all had to, they were assigned their task and told what to carry. And the registration was completed just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They finished this part of it. In one sense, it's like, it's not like the car's been packed. But the plan is the road trip, like they brought out the map kind of a deal. And plus their, their to-do list. I'm a to-do list kind of a guy. I love to-do lists. My daughter and my oldest daughter is exactly like that. But you got to, you know, sometimes you, if you're in the olden days, which I was a part of, you get, break out your map and you kind of map everything out. But then you also like get a little checklist of like, okay, we need to make sure we pack these things. And we know, you know, we're going to do this and all that good stuff. That's kind of the, that's where we're at with these guys on their grand adventure. Okay. Excitement's still there. We're going on a road trip. This is going to be awesome. We all know what to do. We all know what our roles are and all that good stuff. We got to cover some purity stuff before we get on this journey of, you know, he's going to remind us again of, you know, how to be distinct and how to handle some awkward stuff. But the road trip is about to begin. It's kind of where we're at with this. So for us today, just pick up what he's asked you to pick up. Carry what he's asked you to carry. And take up that free invitation that he gave to all of us to come to him and take his yoke. Take his yoke because his burden is light. His burden is light. You've 
You've been listening to Bread for the Broken with Pastor James Grizzle. How often is the voice of God ignored? Do you tune him out because you think you know what he's going to say to you? Or maybe it just comes straight from a disobedient heart, like that of the Israelites, after being rescued from Pharaoh's rule. Getting out of Egypt wasn't enough for them, because, get this, they complained. They were disgruntled because God's way of doing things wasn't their way of doing things. Not only that, but they did what they wanted. Listen to how God responds to the Israelites' behavior in Numbers 4.22 and 23. Because all these men have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these ten times and have not heeded my voice, they certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. That's pretty heavy, but it comes from a loving father who's teaching his children to obey him without question. What is your next step of obedience? If you enjoyed today's message from Numbers and want to hear more, then go to breadforthebroken.com where you'll hear more of God's truth and what it means for your life. That website, once again, is breadforthebroken.com. Bread for the Broken is a ministry out of Calvary Galveston in Galveston, Texas. Would you consider donating some of your resources to support this ministry? All you have to do is visit us at breadforthebroken.com to learn how. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Make sure you join us again next time here on Bread for the Broken. Let me paint the picture of you.